Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast brought to you by the coaches and clients of Arte Fitness, Durham, Sunland, and of course the Barbell Club where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot. Ready? If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel, whether it's the podcast channel or the YouTube channel. Um, leave us some likes, comments, all the rest of it. Share with your friends. So yeah, so we can keep spreading this message and keep getting the stories what help other Northeast people get the results they desire. So today's episode, um, we have Rachel Anderson. She's been a, a long-time client. Um, she had a bit of a break in the middle, came back, been back with us a few years now, and her story is a very powerful one, um, where she has had to have a full hysterectomy, and the pain what Rachel's been through up until this point, I mean, it blew my mind of like how long she's actually suffered with it for, um, and she's only 39-year-old. If it's 38, Rachel, don't kill us. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's such a powerful thing and and it's give me, um, especially from a male perspective, of what goes on and the, the suffering, yeah, what she's, she's actually been through and the full ins and outs of what's happened, how it's affected her in her past, um, up until some suicidal thoughts as well with it all. So yeah, it's a very, very interesting one, this. So please watch it all the way through. If you do have any suicidal thoughts, um, please ring the crisis team on 111 or the Samaritans 116 or 123. I've also got some links what I'll put down before. Um, so I'll put them in the show notes as well, what Rachel would like to share on there as well. So yeah, it's a very good one, very interesting one. So please watch all the way through and enjoy. Hello. <laughs> right then, Rachel. Who is Rachel and what's your work-life balance like for you to be able to train at times four per week? Okay, so I am Rachel. Hi. Uh, hello. <laughs> um, 39-year-old, just. Um, so I'm, just me. I know, I know. You wouldn't think it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I look old. Wife, um, homeowner, little dog. Um, that's like family life. Mm-hmm. Um, work life, I am a social work assistant, um, so been doing that not very long. Um, so yeah, for community mental health team. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise training, I come here four times a week for my sins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, do the, the 7 a.m. session, mm-hmm. have a great crew that we work out with at 7 a.m. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah. So how does um, does you does your work and that like does this fit into your life? Do you have to make it, has it work? To, yeah. 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 So I've done the morning session. I've done the <laughs> afternoon session. I've done the six o'clock in the morning session. The seven o'clock. The quarter six. Right. Okay. Yeah. The half six. The Saturday sessions. Uh-huh. Um, so it's finding what kind of fits and works for you. So at the minute, I've got quite a good routine. So Brilliant. up early, I've got everything packed and sorted the night before. So I'm like a pack horse coming out of the house with yeah. like 300 bags and we water bottle for work we water bottle for the gym we mm-hmm. coffee on the way and so it's a few trips to the car to get it sorted but um so i get up i have my coffee run out the house with everything run here looking very disheveled <laughs> <laughs> um do the session at seven o'clock uh-huh. finish here normally run out the door with another coffee in my yeah. hand um have breakfast on the way to work as i'm driving there it's about 40 minutes 50 minute drive to work. Oh, is it right? Through the okay. traffic, yeah. Right. So through the traffic, hit through Durham, uh-huh. through the school traffic and things. Yeah. Um, so 
get to work, have a quick changeover into my work clothes and get sorted, ready for a, a meeting that starts bang on nine o'clock. So wow. there's no stopping. So between getting up first thing in the morning uh -huh. through to probably 10 o'clock, by 10 o'clock I've had two meetings. Right. Um, and then find out what's happened the night before with all the people that's on our caseload yeah. and what mental health issues have happened with them overnight and what needs to be dealing with, so. Wow. Okay. It's so, busy. <laughs> so, so that means basically, so you, you've got to prep the night before. Oh yeah. Takes, yeah. Uh, to be honest, for the night before, I've got me, me gym gear, I've got my work gear, I've got me breakfast and my dinner sorted out ready because uh -huh. I've just got to take it all with us. Um, like I say, I've got my two water bottles so I don't have to worry about fanning on sorting yeah. it out in the morning. It's just done, dusted, car packed, go. In the past, would you have said, you, like, um, I don't know, like say, many years ago when you were doing the programme, did you have that like routine in place? Not at all. Not at all? No, not at all. I am the world's worst person on a morning. Okay. Don't function without, <laughs> without a cup of coffee. Um, normally, or four. Or four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, why haven't you got some coffee? <laughs> um, so yeah, no, my, um, I'm the type of person where I run on two alarm clocks to get us out of bed right. on the morning. Um, normally have one downstairs so I've got to physically get up to get it to switch it off mm -hmm. um husband normally gives us a jar in the ribs going will you turn that bloody alarm off yeah. still we head in oh so you've got one set downstairs as well deliberately okay right yeah deliberately um I'm absolutely used to this on the morning so if, if so I don't have it set up person. god no right yeah, okay no um so if I don't have it all set up and sorted I know I'll be like I haven't got time to sort it I haven't got time to get things ready what am I wearing today uh-huh um, and it's, it takes all that off, it's just done, and it's, you know, I've got it all sorted, I've got everything packed up ready, um, so as long as it's in the car, I know I'm all right. <laughs> so that, uh, the thing is, there is, like, I, I, I now have a deep understanding for people who aren't morning people and people who are evening people, so for you, where you're not a morning person, to be able to actually do it, mm -hmm. like, and get it done and sorted, like hats off to you. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> because, you know, because some people are just na naturally are, like oh, no. me and Sarah are opposites, mm. but we still go to bed the same time. But she could like naturally stay up a little bit later, mm. but she, we, we still do go to bed the same time. But even whatever it is, she could easily lie in longer than me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's a Saturday <laughs> now. Still be there. <laughs> it's a Saturday now, um, as of recording, <laughs> even though they get aired on a Sunday. Um, like I'm still like I was up at five this morning, but I'm a morning person, yeah. and I don't mind it. No, I'm definitely not. Like hubby's, he he manage on about three or four hours sleep. I'm like a good. I need eight hours. Yeah, so. I still get me eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Like I go to bed at nine, but it's like Sarah could still go longer because she isn't a morning person. Yeah. But I do. That's that's brilliant. That because a lot of people who who train on the night and like I can't fit the night one in. It's like train on the morning. They're like nah, mm. nowhere. I get up at eight. Yeah, I, I would be that type of person before. Right. Yeah. That, that would be me. I'd be like, no. I'll just, but not now. I'll, I'll rock up and, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll aim to go for like the quarter to six session. Oh, I can't be bothered. I'll go for like the half six session. Oh, I can't be yeah. bothered. It's late now. And, you know, so it's just getting everything ready and sorted. And, you know, I think because like our time is seven o'clock, mm -hmm. it's like, right, seven o'clock, I really don't want to come out after work. So I, I don't yeah. want to come to the later sessions. You know, I don't want to still be here at half you eight. You wind down. Getting yeah. home and then having to start tea and all that. So uh -huh. I'm like, just get it done, just set you up for the day. And then, you you know, I've had my session. I've, I've woke up, I've done it. Feel great going into the morning. And like I said, the, the job I'm doing, it's quite heavy. Uh -huh. So, you know, you've just had that light entertainment. Front loaded. Come, 
like, yeah, front like, loaded, like Kaz, yeah, 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 coming in and just having like banter with everybody yeah, yeah. and that, and we have a, a good laugh, and it's just like, you know, how many people start the morning, and you've had like conversations with probably about at least fifteen people where you've uh, had a bit of joke and a bit of crack on with them, and you've and done not that serious like work uh, serious, you not know, serious, yeah. and you've done all that before you've even like stepped through the door at work, yeah. and you've had all that like fun, and, and you're already like kind of in a good mood, ready to start your day, so. Excellent. I love that. Right then. So, bu, 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 bu. when did you? Uh, what's your fitness and dieting lifestyle been like over your life? Not great. At the young age of. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Um, so, school. I was quite tall, so I was a right. um, goal shooter for netball. Uh -huh. um, did a little bit of competitive netball, not massively. Um, kind of sacked that off because I got out of fitness. I wasn't really very good at fitness and I wasn't very interested in it. Right. To be honest. So, um, things like swimming, I was really good at maths. And if you didn't swim, you'd got to do your maths. So, I got really good at maths and I wasn't okay. bothered about swimming. Right. Um, and then going into secondary school, again, it was the same thing. It was like, well, you can do PE or you can do maths. And I was like, well, I'll do maths. <laughs> right, yeah. Because um, I was more academic. I wasn't, I was quite a bigger person and I uh, wasn't really like into it yeah. and it just didn't flow right for us like I wasn't very good at running I wasn't very good at sports and I just thought I'm not this isn't my forte it's not where I'm at which isn't a bad thing no like, we need, we need <laughs> academic people so you know I just I wasn't that bothered um it just didn't didn't interest us to be honest I right. wasn't that bothered um Started doing a little bit of like videos because I was like, getting a little bit tubby and you know, so I did a few like exercise videos. And right, okay. I wasn't really that Who? bothered. Which one? Oh, well, there was the. <laughs> <laughs> you know which one I really liked? Cher. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> she did a video on it. Have any of you seen that one? No, I've never ever seen Cher do a, um, a fitness video. Okay, <laughs> right. Probably still got it somewhere. Yes, get in. Um, VHS so, or DVD? VHS. Yes, get in. <laughs> Lovely. Um, and there was like a typo one that I used to like to do as Right, well. yes, I remember them ones, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, so like going way, way a bit back, so that was when I was about 15, 16. Right. Um, and then obviously you no longer had to do education, PE education in school. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't that bothered. I was like, that's fine. Um, started to go to the gym probably about age 20, 21. Right. Um, and I was doing like, uh, it was quite high impact aerobics really. It was like uh, boxer size type mm -hmm. things. Um, and I was doing that three times a week. Um, I was enjoying it. Um, weight wasn't coming off at all. I mean, weight was just increasing despite doing three exercise classes, you know, um, and it just wasn't um, wasn't happening for us. So I kind of, because I got very demotivated through it, yeah. um, sacked it off. And I just thought, well, what's, what's the point? Right. You know, but that's, that's my kind of thing. I, I get so far and I just think, well, why am I doing this? I'm not getting nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I tend to sack things off when I get to that. And I just right. think, well, why am I bothering? Instead of thinking, right, I need to keep doing this because it, it has its benefits later on. But the benefits at the time was for you to lose weight, wasn't and it? it? Wasn't so, and it wasn't <laughs> happening. Would, would this be because of the just, well, no knowledge of nutrition at the time? Or? Absolutely none. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I, I cooked my own meals, to be honest. Um, did have the takeaway, um, you know, once a week easily. Um, 
and a big takeaway well wasn't just like a little bit it was yeah. like a, you know you get your starters and <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, yeah, your yeah. Uh, and your meals and then uh -huh. you get your chips or your rice and it's just like now I think about how many calories yeah um so that was once a week and then obviously drinking like a gallon of wine a week as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. um and it's just it's you get into a rush and I just thought it's not happening for us and I'm trying my best at the exercise classes I'm sweating my tits off yeah. and it just wasn't happening um, so would you say from the, obviously you know the knowledge now and know that the activity what you're needing isn't just the three sessions a week is it no because you know you're only burning three four hundred do you know what I mean in three sessions a week yeah it's all the activity and obviously uh, yeah. nutrition as you know now mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on that I think um that to be honest, there's a lot of education that could be done in schools. And I think when we, yeah. when we were at school, that, no. no, there was none. Uh -huh. You know, and I think a lot of things should have been brought to the forefront earlier. And I think if it was, then maybe things would have been a bit different. And I hope that's kind of like with obviously your kids and that. Uh -huh. if, if that comes, I hope that they are teaching them things like that as well. Yeah. So we didn't get any of that. It was like, right, PA twice a week on you go. Yeah, once a week for me. Once a week, oh. Well. Yeah, that's all it was for us. But the, I, I find uh, I, I'd love it to happen. But what I mean, it should happen like straight away, mm. um, teaching kids nutrition in school. But that's not going to solve their problems. But what it is going to solve is their children's problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be a long process of like, say, teaching 11 to 16 year olds um, nutrition in school. Mm -hmm. But it's not like because it's their parents are still feeding them. Yeah. That, that's the trouble. It's like you can't educate those parents to teach the kids. If we teach the kids about the nutrition, yeah, they might go home and say, well, Mom, like, does it, how much proteins this got in? How many calories has this got in? Mm. So those, I think if we started it now, it would have to be a generation time to see the benefits. But if you think of that from an NHS standpoint of view, if you're educating that in school now, the benefits long term is going to be yeah. remarkable. Even if they just, because I'll say it to Jake all the time, like, I'll just talk business, business, business to them. And then I say to them, even if you're just taking in 10%, I'm happy. Yeah. And even if they're just taking 10% nutrition-wise in, mm -hmm. it'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, when we went to school, you had vending machines full of crap. Yep. And they Those got put anymore. in, like, when I was about, like, just <laughs> leaving as well, yeah. which is mad. Yeah, it's so all those things that kind of came about. They are changing now, but it's taken, obviously, we've been left school, like, what, 20 odd year? Four years, yeah. Two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 22 years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all those things have kind of, yes, they are starting to change and kind of have that ripple effect, but uh -huh. for us, we didn't have that. Yeah. So I think taking away from it, more education would have been better back then. Mm -hmm. But I think as I've progressed and gone through life, I've had a bit of like bad information, bad information, bad information. Yeah. And I think it's at that key point where you get those nuggets of information and you kind of hold on to it. Uh -huh. And it's you need to kind of think, hold on a sec. And just because someone's telling you it doesn't mean to say it's right, it's like, now I'll, like, you tell me something and I want to know the science behind it. I'll yeah, go yeah, and yeah. I'll research Brilliant. it because I'm interested in uh -huh. it. Um, whereas before, it would just be someone said, oh, you need to do this. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Would you say that to any of the, because we're from the same era, any of the magazine influences, if you remember... Do you remember the girls' magazines? What, like, just someone, 17 and all? Sure's <laughs> lost 10 pounds doing the cabbage soup diet. Well, but Carol Vorderman was um, doing the cabbage soup diet. Oh, my and God, that. Right. Yes, that was very big one. I mean, yeah. I never did it, Jesus, uh -huh. no. <laughs> but they <laughs> publicised it, didn't they? Yeah, so you had, like, at the time when I was maybe, like, about 19, my boss at the time was very much trying to lose weight. Um, 
So she tried the Carol Vorderman cabbage soup diet. <laughs> she, she tried the Atkins diet. Yes, yeah. She tried the, um, I think the 5-2 diet was just being kind of mumbled about at right, the time. Yeah. And she was doing all these kind of fad diets and I'm just sat there going, I mean, I wasn't into me fitness or nutrition at the time, but I was looking just thinking, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. You know, you're not losing any weight. You're miserable. You smell rotten, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and she was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? She's like, she's like, I'm not getting anywhere with them. But she's just, she's been like, it's like uh, where you said you hold on to these little things mm -hmm. and it is, you hold on to all these things through your life. And what we, what we find as well, if, if someone has done it before and they did lose weight, they'll, they'll repeat, mm -hmm. even though it's probably not yeah. good for them. That worked for a slim and well weight yeah. watches it worked before, I'll go back in and do it. I suppose some people will be still doing the cabbage soup diet, won't they, somewhere? I hope not. There will be. Oh, really hope not. Don't do it. Do not do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Put down the cabbage. Yes. So, um, do, do, do. Up. Mm -hmm. You tell me everything about it as, like I said before, mansplain it in a mansplain way. It. In a way, like, obviously, what, like, um, what, like well, why did you get it, obviously, mm -hmm. and, and how, well, what it is as well. Yeah. yeah, why, why, how, and obviously how, it's, how it did affect you and how it's helped now. Okay, so... I know that was a lot of in one, but yeah. That's right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a nutshell, my um, operation, I had a hysterectomy with um, everything out, basically. Right. So tubes, ovaries, uterus, yeah. cervix, everything gone. And this is just recent? Recent, so yeah. this is seven months ago. Yeah. It's very recent. Um, I had the operation, I've had loads of problems, um, female problems, hormone problems, um, since I was probably about 10 years old, so I wow, was very young. Right, okay, yeah. So a lot of the problems, again, with the, like, choosing maths over swimming, it was kind yes. of relating to that, yeah. because obviously time of the month and things like that, yeah. and it's embarrassing when you're that age wearing a swimsuit or gym shorts, or, so yeah. kind of links in with that. Um, so I'd had loads of problems for a lot of years. Um, That's a lot of years. A lot of years, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. A lot of years. Well, it's yeah, nearly it, three decades. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I hit um, perimenopausal when I was 34. Right. And it basically brought a lot of the problems back. So they were kind of like teetering on the outset, but it was manageable. Yes, yeah. So it was manageable. Um, and then I hit perimenopausal and everything kind of just came out worse. Right. Um, so I had very heavy, painful periods. Um, a lot of, I think at the time for menopausal symptoms, it was um, 34, um, like triggers and things. Okay. And I had 27 of them. So I had right. pretty much everything that you could possibly yeah, yeah, have yeah. at the time at 34 really year old. End, yeah. yeah, top end at 34 year old. Yeah. Um, so I went to the doctors and the doctor was like, right, well, I'm not sure about that, but we can try this. Um, and the doctor was like, um, I've never come across this before in a person so young. We think it's severe PMS, premenstrual yeah. syndrome. Um, so we're going to try this treatment, but I've only tried it with one other person. Okay. And I'm not sure if it's going to work. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, okay, experiment. Right. Um, so tried that. That was, um, it was antidepressants, but it linked with your um, cycle. Okay. So... My cycle, I had a very short cycle of 23 days. Right. Um, so every 23 days, it was like, dum, dum. Um, but with my cycle, my periods, I got really bad um, at ovulation time. Okay. And I got really bad at my period time. 
Um, so the condition now, it's kind of developed from being um, severe PMS to being known as premenstrual dysphoric disorder. PMDD. I'm glad you remember all those words. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Fancy yeah. words. Yeah. Um, so basically, PMDD, and what that is, is basically it's where you have severe PMS and it affects your life in more than two areas. So it could be your relationship, your work, your college, your social life, and it's any two areas, but it's at the point where it affects you more than what general PMS does. So right. general PMS, people have it, and some people get it for a day. They get a little bit of an upset tummy, or you know, yeah. they're feeling a little bit shitty. And that's fine. But with me, it lasted pretty much the whole cycle. Wow. So I got three days after I ovulated where I felt fantastic, functioning, normal yeah. person. And three days after my period had finished where I felt fantastic before I started ovulating again yes, yeah, because yeah. my cycle was quite short. So essentially in, in 23 days, in a 23-day period, I got six days where I felt brilliant and the wedding was six days together. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was ovulating, my temperature would drop to the point where it was hypothermia levels and my body would shut down. So I would be typing at the computer and just actually exhausted, just go, um, I had to go to bed. Okay. So covered it up for a long time as far as I could and then at lockdown it kind of got worse, but it kind of is triggered a bit by stress as well. Right. So during lockdown, I managed to hide it very well. Um, so I'd start, get ready, get sorted, yeah. wait for the nine o'clock meetings at the time, you know, do all that, go to bed. Right. I'd go to bed, body couldn't handle it. Um, so dinner time, I was always in my bed. Okay. Get up, do an hour's work, you know, deal with customers. Um, and then I'd be falling asleep at the computer, so I'd have to go back to bed, <laughs> then get up, do it again. Yeah. Um, so I did that cycle for a little bit. Um, but the thing that comes with um, PMDD is it's not just a physical health problems, it's mental health problems as well. And it is recognised as a mental yeah. health condition now as well. Well, if you're going through only six days of feeling good to the rest, yeah, it's yeah. going to fuck with your head a it's lot. It's going to fuck with your head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, so the antidepressants that I was taking was in line with my cycle. So when my serotonin levels dropped. Right that's when I would start taking the antidepressants and it would boost it back up again. Okay. So that worked for a couple of years and then that kind of dropped down and stopped working. Um, and like I say, it was kind of during lockdown as well, that wasn't really helping. Um, and then I was getting to the point where I wasn't functioning physically, you know, barely holding down a job. I had a great team around us. Yeah. Um, my colleagues were fantastic. They knew what was going on eventually. Um, and one day I'd, I was on a video call to a client and I just burst out crying on a video call. Right, okay. And I was dealing with people's mental health and I'm like, I can't oh, do this shit. anymore. Right, okay, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm sat there just going, I can't do this. You know what yeah. I mean? I just thought, I need help. Um, but you're absorbing a lot of their problems as well oh, yeah. on top of your own. Yeah, so I worked in um, health and social care. Um, it was not direct health and social care, but it was actually classified as health and social care. Right. So we dealt with a lot of people's problems and we were, during lockdown, the only people that people were talking to. So it's people that are isolated, they've got multiple vulnerabilities and we were the only people that were, the, you know, phoned them up once a week. Because it, yeah. it was supposed to be once a couple, every two weeks, but because lockdown they didn't have anybody, couldn't go out, couldn't speak to anybody. Um, we were the only contact they had with the outside world. Point. Uh -huh. So I was on this video call with this guy and I just burst out crying. I was like, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to go. Um, so then accessed, um, like the NHS had this thing where if you're working in health and social care, you could get 
counselling quicker. Yes, okay. Um, so obviously... Which needed to happen, to need, be fair. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah needed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely needed. Um, so I went for um, this counsellor, and it was like online sessions. Um, and it did massively help, to be honest. Right. Um, CBT, and it was going through it. So I did that for about eight, nine weeks. Um, basically, in between doing it and kind of going through the process, mental health was very fluctuating. Obviously, I had all the hormone things going yes. on as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 just a bit. <laughs> just, just all that as well, yeah. as well as everything else. Um, so I, I basically, I had a, a complete mental breakdown and it got to the point where I couldn't contact any clients. I couldn't uh -huh. speak to them. I, you know, at the time I was waking up, I was getting myself ready for work, I should do, yeah. you know. And um, so at the time work didn't have any idea. I was going through all this counselling and stuff um, and dealing with all of that. And then I couldn't actually contact my clients for about six weeks. I didn't speak to anybody. Right. I just thought I can't, can't deal with it. Um, but, but you were just putting like airplane uh, analogy? You were putting do, your own mask on first? Put your mask yeah. on, yeah, exactly. Um, couldn't speak to anybody, couldn't completely just absolutely wrecked um, so and at the same time me, my husband was in the NHS he works for the sterilization department he was right, very okay. much in in the throes of COVID right trying to support him through that uh -huh. which obviously I was on rock bottom and trying to put yeah. a face on for him yeah, you know because yeah. he was obviously stressed with all that and then I was stressed and trying to put it on uh -huh. and it just kind of everything just got too much and I just went hit the floor couldn't do it anymore um, ended up telling my boss about it, um, told her everything that was going on with PMDD, uh -huh. told her where I was, um, how I was doing, and she was great. Uh, my colleagues were great as well. Brilliant. Um, you know, and very close-knit, absolutely fantastic. Um, and basically they were like, right, what do we need to do? We'll take it off you, give it here. You know, who, who haven't yeah. you contacted? We'll deal with it. Um, so they were really good, supportive. Um, and then I did a, it was during lockdowns, and I contacted my doctor, and I just said, look, I can't do this anymore. My periods are actually making us suicidal, and I can't deal with this. Right. Um, every 23 days, yeah. it's coming again, it's coming again, and it's like, I know it's coming. And I was like, I can't do it. And this. then you're getting stressed about it just coming, so you're like, uh -huh. even those days you're where you're feeling it. good, you're probably yeah. dreading yeah. Absolutely dreading it. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so she was like, right, well, I don't know how to deal with this. This is above my level. Right. And I said to her, I've been tracking my cycle. I know exactly when it's coming. Um, Jimmy could tell us when it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just said to them, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Um, so she sent a referral to the gynecologist. And within 10 days, I was in his office. And he was like, right, what have you tried? I was like, so I've tried pills. I've tried like hormone pills, depression pills. CBT, I've tried diet, I've tried nutrition, I've tried this, I've tried that. And he was like, right, so you've got two things left for you. Um, this will deal with the period side of things, uh -huh. but it won't actually do anything for when you're ovulating, which is when you're worse. Yeah. And I was like, right, so what's my options? He was like, total hysterectomy. And how, how did you take that? Or did you know it was coming? Kind of knew it was coming, because I'd right. done a bit of research, research yeah. yeah. Um, so I had done a bit of research about it and I was just like, right, if that's what's needed. I've never wanted kids, right. not bothered about, my husband's not bothered about it. We're just not that way inclined. Uh -huh. um, so I was like, just do it. Yeah. You know, just get rid of it, get rid of the problem. Um, you know, I've, I've had three decades of it. Please yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please help. 
Um, so he said to us at the time, he was like, well, you need to lose a bit of weight. And I was like, well, I'm fit, uh -huh. you know. I've yeah. been, like, during lockdown, I ran at least two miles every day. Yeah. Um, you know, made sure I did that just to keep my mental health kind of on par a little bit. Um, and he was like, you need to lose weight. And I was like, so, right, um, I'm running the Great North Run. In the next month, I'm running the Great North Run. So that's like 13.1 miles. I'm running like the London Marathon. So that's like 26.2 miles. And yeah. I'm running the uh, Liverpool Rock and Roll Run. So that's 13.1 miles in the next like four weeks. And you're telling us I need to lose weight. I'm fit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm a bit podgy, but I'm fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was like, right, okay. So it'll be open surgery. And I was like, well, I'm not really keen on that. But you know, okay. gets rid of them. Yeah. Um, so and you're like, probably like, desperate at this point oh, as, God, as, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so then I, I just basically sat there and thought, what do I need to do? And I thought the well, last time something worked uh -huh. was when I came here. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to swing it back round at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I came here, that was when I'd start to lose weight. When uh -huh. I was like, um, when I originally joined, I did lose a couple of stone and I thought, uh -huh. well, I know I can lose a couple of stone off that. Yes. Um, so I came back here and, well, I came back here online. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Jesus, man. I forget the time sometimes, but yeah. I, I know, I'm part of the, part of the furniture. <laughs> um, so started doing, I contacted Sarah again and I was like, can, can I come back? Are you doing anything online or, you know? Uh -huh. And she was like, yeah, come. Um, so that kind so was of... was this lockdown one, two or three? This, I think is, was, this is kind of, um, was, so this is October 2020, so this is coming into the second lockdown. Oh, that November four-week one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, came back online sessions, which was great because I either had to get up uh -huh. to do sessions with yeah. you. <laughs> yes, because I was doing the quarter past six one on that four-week one, didn't yeah. I? Yes, yeah, you were yeah. doing the early one, so uh -huh. I was either get up and do it with you, mm -hmm. um, and then go to work. And on my good days, I was working till half nine, ten o'clock at night. Shit. Yeah. Um, just because overcompensating basically for when I was working, yeah. I was working. Mm -hmm. And then when I couldn't work, obviously I couldn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it was a case of finish work at, say, I think I've caught past five, you open the sessions. I think so, yeah, half something five, like something like that. Yeah, and the then I would one, do yeah. it with Sarah. Mm -hmm. um, but it was good to have that kind of break away from the house, yeah. the work, um, all the other shit that was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of, it was just, it felt right. You know what I mean? I needed that, I needed to do it, but I needed to do it because I didn't want to open surgery. Yes. But I needed to do it because I know it sorted my head out of it as well. Right. You know, like a lot of it I couldn't change, uh -huh. but there was elements of that that I thought I do get a bit of a boost when I come. Yeah. So I come to it in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> in my bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> I started yeah, yeah. in the bedroom, moved into the kitchen. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I came back for that reason. Um, and then when I had my review, so I was put into chemical menopause. Right. Um, so basically they shut everything down. Okay. Chemically. Yeah, yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> Chemically shut it down, so I was able to function again. Um, so it was a bit better. And then um, I had a six month review with them and I'd lost maybe half a stone or something. It wasn't right. very much in six months, uh -huh. but obviously Everybody doesn't work like everybody else's yeah, yeah, body yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, right, we'll do it keyhole because you've lost a bit of weight. Right, okay. So that was obviously better. Um, so then I, I stayed in chemical menopause for two years whilst the NHS got rid of the backlog. 
Right. Um, yeah, cover backlog. Yeah, yeah. yeah cover backlog. <laughs> um, and then I had the, the operation seven months ago. Right. Um, before the operation, um, the hospital had this thing. It was like well-being for the time being. And right. I thought, because I'd been waiting two years. Uh-huh. And I was like, right, they were like, well, it's to make sure that you're all right um, before you go into the operation, is there anything that we can do to try and help? And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, there is. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, I've been trying to lose weight for like a year, two years now. Um, and it's just, it's not shifting. Uh-huh. You know, it's coming off. Like I'm, I'm doing the equivalent. I had all my charts there and I had all my food and everything yes, that yeah. logged, you know, I was like, it's, all the data's there. Um, I should be losing like, easy two pounds a week three uh-huh. pounds a week and I was like I'm losing two ounces so I'm putting on three ounces I'm like there's no rhyme or reason to it yeah um so I asked to speak to the nutritionist at the hospital spoke to the nutritionist the nutritionist was like well everything that we would ask you to do like steps getting movements you yeah. know like after training training yeah. anything like that um you're already doing we, we can't see anything else where you can do any more, you haven't got any time yeah. in your life to do any more because yeah, you're doing yeah, so yeah. much, you know, like, I would be on, like, meetings and if I didn't have, if I needed the camera on, I had me under desk peddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had my camera off, I was on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, you've got a treadmill in the house, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was always doing things, mm-hmm. you know, put the kettle on or the, the microwave, I would be, like, marching on the spot yeah. or just to get steps up. So I'd be doing all that and she's like, you can't do any more. She's like, I'll refer you to... Um, uh-huh. So I was like, the dietitian said, I'll refer to the nutritionist just to see what they say. So I spoke to the nutritionist, and the nutritionist was like, but if you weren't doing all that, just imagine how big you would be. She's right. like, yeah, yeah, it is coming off, but it's uh-huh. coming off so slow, but it is coming off. Yeah. Um, so I spoke to, to her, and she was like, basically, I need you to understand this. She's like, I know you've tried for like two years to lose weight, and you have lost a bit, but you're going to pile it back on when you have your operation. Right. It's going to come on, it's going to come on massively quick and it's going to be huge quantities and you've just got to wrap your head around it and just deal with it. Okay. And I was like, no. Right. <laughs> I've tried so long to get yeah, this far. Yeah, yeah. And you're just telling us that I've just got to accept that I'm going to be fat and big and unfit. Uh-huh. And I was like, no. <laughs> That's what a strange thing to say. Is, is that because of the healing process? Yeah. Okay, right. And yeah, so the healing process, balancing out your hormones again. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of people do pile the pounds on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just say, I can't accept that. That's me fate. It's yeah. not, you so, know what I mean? It's not plausible. It's just yeah. not happening. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a mad thing to say. Be, uh, yeah, because yeah, cause they're expecting you not to move as much, uh-huh. aren't they? So what did you do? And what happened? Because what? <laughs> the thing is, you've had that operation and then you came back here and then... I mean, like, I, I would have asked you, like, what results have you had in any way, but you've, like, literally just, from, from what I can say there, is, like, fuck you, I'm going to lose the weight in any way. And you did come back. So what's happened there? <laughs> <laughs> had me operation, um, and, you know, went really well. Um, and the woke up from the operation, the consultant came to see us, and he was like, um, you're looking remarkably well. And I was like, I feel really well. Right. Um, and he was like, I know what I've just done to your insides. You shouldn't be looking this well. And yeah. I was like, I feel fantastic. <laughs> um, Get me running shoes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. Um, and like me, me head, because obviously that was a, a big issue as well. Yeah. Um, 
when I, I woke up from surgery, it's like the, you, the only way I can describe it is, you know, if you've got like a massively heavy cold right. and you can't breathe uh -huh. and then all of a sudden your nose clears and you go, oh, I can breathe. That's what my head did. Right. It's just straight away from surgery. It was just, it was clear and it was just like, wow. Uh -huh. And I just thought, how is this how other people feel? Is this normal? Have I been missing this From all my life? 30 years of feeling how you have. Yeah. yeah. Is this normal? Is this what it's supposed to feel like? Wow. <laughs> um, so, first day after surgery, so still in the hospital, like I managed f 563 steps. Right, yeah. In agony. Past painkillers. And you had your step tracker on. I had Check you out. Absolutely. I, I did. I did. <laughs> See, that's dedicated to the steps, okay? <laughs> I did. Put my watch back on. Um, so I managed 563 steps, which was absolutely dreadful for me. Bear in mind, I put the yeah, kettle on. surgery, but yeah, yeah. yeah go put, on. I yeah. put the kettle on and I do more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I basically built it up. So the next day I did like a thousand, um, pretty much from the hospital ward to the car park. Nice. Um, and then the next day I thought, right, well, I'll see if I can do like 1,200 and just build it up. So I gradually built it up. Um, obviously still recovering, couldn't do anything. I remember messaging Sarah saying, Sarah's got to be something I can do. You uh -huh. know, you've, you've got to give me something. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. I've given you nothing. Uh, <laughs> Don't you do anything. Um, and I, I was researching stuff and I was like, there's got to be something here. Like, you know, because I'm, I'm a fit person. I was doing the weights at that point yeah, already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was doing the steps, the cardio, the weights. Um, and I was like, so I'm, I'm a fit person. There's got to be some guidance out there for mm -hmm. people who do exercise and yes. who are fit going into the operation. Um, and eventually I found this one bit of information and it was from Australia. Right, okay. And it was the only place I could find. And like I say, I research things and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, of course. Um, and it was this one guide and it was like, right, so when you're recovering, like don't do anything that involves your core, which is obvious because yeah. they're just like cut mm -hmm. open. Um, but don't lift, like, yeah, don't do any exercises that either lift your ass off the, the floor, lift your feet off the floor or lift your shoulders off the floor. Okay. And I was like, so that leaves like nothing, right. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so I just, I, I kept going my steps and I thought, well, I'm not going to end up like this nutrition and dietitian said, I don't want to do that. So I thought, I'll just keep building up my steps. If that's all I can do, that's what I'll yep. do. I'll wrap my head around my diet. I'll get me, me food on point. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, during lockdown, I was like, right, this is what I'm eating today. So I'm not snacking or anything like that. So I already had it planned out. So I would still get my bait box. Yeah. And I'd put my bait in during lockdown, despite right. it's not going to work, just going to the kitchen. I would yeah, like yeah. put my bait in and that was my bait. Right. And I would just eat what was there. And that's how I... That's pretty cool. ...didn't gorge on whatever was in the fridge during lockdown. Yeah. Um, so I was the same when I came out of the operation. I was like, this is what I'm eating. Right. In the bait box. And I know that's what I'm having for my dinner. Um, but it was, it was really strange, like on the, so I had my operation on the Wednesday, on the Tuesday, I was deadlifting like um, 80 kilograms. Right. And had the operation the next day on the Friday, I couldn't lift the coffee jar, which was like 500 grams. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's what happens. I know, yeah, yeah. I know, and despite them telling us that's what was happening in my head, I was like. But you bring just, and deadlift 80. I was like, yeah. it's a coffee jar. I was like, this shouldn't hurt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was a bit of a like, you know, you need mm -hmm. to calm it down a bit. Um, so I, I basically, I built my steps, um, tried to do what I could do. 
um, you know, you go shopping and think, oh, I'll just get some bananas and I'll get a pint of milk and I'll get something else. And then you take, obviously you're holding your, your basket under your arm and you take yeah. it to the till and then you're like, shit, I've got to carry this home. D didn't think of that, did I? Yeah, didn't yeah. realise the weight of these three items. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very much you have to like retrain your brain to think, hold on a sec, you can't do this. Right. Um, and then obviously you had the, the ninja challenges as well. And I was, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, as I was waiting for that, because it said on my little guide and it said that I could, um, couldn't lift anything and they sat on the other back to do a bike ride. Right. And it was the bike ride challenge. Yes. And the lovely people of the 7am crew yeah. um, waited to the last day yeah. possible of the month to do it. So we, we did the bike ride. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like 20 mile bike ride. Yeah, 20 mile bike ride, yeah. Um, seven and a half weeks post off. Uh -huh. A little bit of pain, not too bad. There was right. cake involved. Uh -huh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> got, got to be, it's like yeah. the rules, there's cake. Um, so I, I basically did the bike ride, seven and a half, my, uh, seven and a half weeks post-op. It was difficult, but I did it, managed it. Yeah. Um, went to see the surgeon for the post-op checkup and things, um, and he said basically I could come back at like nine and a half weeks. Right, okay. Back to the, the weightlifting. Yeah. So he signed it off, and then obviously you guys spoke to you, spoke mm -hmm. to Dan, um, did it. A managed return, yeah, um, slow return and things. Of course, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so nine and a half weeks came back to do the weights, um, gentle weights. Yeah. <laughs> um, kept the steps up, kept with the nutrition, and basically started to like the weight was coming off. It was gently yeah. coming off. So as soon mm -hmm. as pretty much after the operation, my weight started dropping. It did yeah, that's right. Um, and it was like all the problems that I had with my hormones, uh -huh. basically when I, when I had that removed, yeah. um, it kind of freed us up to be able to do that. It's like my body was like, oh, it's fine. I'm, I don't have to fight against everything now. I can yeah. just do it. Now you can lose the weight. Yeah. So what did you, because it was a pro, was it probably this time last year, you were about the 200-ish mark? Um, 212, I think. Right. Is that like top end, would you say? No, yeah. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. And, job. and then what we are just wait now today. Now today I am one five three. One five three. One five three point six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know today as well. I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Oh, wait, I, the, the, I wear myself. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I wear, well, I wear myself every day anyway. Yes. Um, just because I think it, it keeps me right. It keeps me on track. Uh -huh. So if I go up, then I think had on a sec, bring yeah. it back in a bit. But yeah. So you're happy with getting the up, basically? Okay. Yeah. It, it sounds it's, it, yeah, it, it, it's it was needed. At yeah, the end yeah, of the day, yeah. it was needed. Uh -huh. I just wish that it could have happened like many years before. But you always want to try and avoid it to best possible operations. Yeah, it is yeah. it, a major operation. Like yeah. I say, I mean, I couldn't like, couldn't lift a good of coffee or anything. Yeah. So um, it was a major operation, but it was needed. Uh -huh. um, you know, there's a, a lot of people who have it who either don't manage well with the changes or they don't manage well or they're waiting for the operation. Um, like say I was suicidal, a lot of people yeah. do commit suicide through it. Uh -huh. um, it's just the way it is, you know what I mean? And it's just trying to get yourself through it until you find whatever works for you. Um, I pretty much tried everything else and it worked for a little bit of time, but ultimately it was never the, the, the fix or the cure. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, major, major surgery, but... Major surgery, but... I am here to tell the tale. You're like a new person. I, I am, yeah. <laughs> you are, and uh, thank you very much for sharing all that, Rachel. Like, it's all right. I'm educated now. I know, you'll so, be like, oh my I, God. No, 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 it's just really... Need some mental health support. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, it has, it's really educated me on that, because, like I've said before, I'm a bloke. I like it. It's, I would never look into that kind of yeah. thing myself. Um and obviously you did speak to Sarah more about, ab it, yeah. about it. So it's like me and Dan get the basics. This is what you can't do. This is what you can do. And then, but that's our job to coach through that yeah. period. You know what I mean? So we're like, we'll look at it sort of generally on a surface level, but like to get that deeper understanding, obviously from everything from there has helped. Yeah. So thank you. It's very well. <laughs> so, um, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. I think you've just answered everything there. So perfect. So um, <laughs> let's go to the end then. So what would you say? Oh, how should I do this one then? Because obviously that was a different style. Now we'll just do the same, yeah. So what would you say to someone wanting to live a leaner, healthier lifestyle? Um, I think, obviously, mine's, yeah, yeah, so my mind's obviously before up and after up. So after up, I'll go, because obviously I didn't have any yeah. external factors. Um, yeah, because it's been it's quite difficult because of all the issues. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I think post up, find find your reason right find your reason i mean if that dietitian and nutritionist hadn't told me you're going to pile the weight on uh -huh. i probably would because i'd just be doing what i was doing and yeah you know i wasn't really that bothered about my nutrition i wasn't really that bothered about it i was like kind of fanning on about with yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah so find your reason uh -huh. um and hold on to it right so be focused, be dedicated, you know, and like I'll go out and yeah, I'll have a drink, but then I'll go on my non-alcoholic beer and stuff and I'm not that bothered. Yeah. I'll go on camping trips with my friends and they're all drinking and go, why aren't you drinking? It's like, because I'm actually not that bothered. Find right. your reason and stick to it. Brilliant. Oh. Well, thank you very much. We don't have a cheers. We don't. We, oh. Should we just have a hug? <laughs> Come here then. <laughs> thank you very much, Mrs. Really good chair. Thank you.